We're going to be in John 14, verse 15. John 14 and verse 15. In my first church, there was a dear couple, uh, Maudine and Dorsey Turner, and uh, sweet, wonderful people. But uh, Dorsey and Maudine had a special relationship. And uh, one day I, I found out that he would actually get in the bed and warm up her side of the bed for her before she came to bed. Isn't that neat? Uh, did that every single night. Um, and and uh, just that special, that special decision he made to show his love for her. Did you know marriages, good marriages don't happen by accident? Um, you have to make choices, decisions. You, by your decisions, you can make choices to grow closer together. By your decisions, you can make decisions that will drive you further apart. Uh, and so uh, we need God's grace. We need, we need God's grace to help us in that. And this is not a message on marriage. But what is true of marriage is also true of our relationship with the Lord. Can I tell you something? Uh, salvation is by grace. It's a gift of God and praise Him for it. But the enjoyment of the abundant life is, is found in a series of decisions that we make. Whether to draw close to the Lord or to move farther away from the Lord. Now praise God in His grace. He ministers to us even when we fail. Uh, so many times in my life when I have failed, God has been right there with me and He has been so faithful. But what I have found is it's not in those times of failure that I sense God's presence the most. It's in those times where I'm walking in obedience to God. And that's what this scripture is about that we're going to look at today. Jesus is talking to his disciples and he's told them he's going away. And he says, look, I want you to understand if I go away, I'm going to send the comforter to you. And I will come to you. And so he's, he's assuring them that he's not going to leave them all by themselves, but he's also presenting a condition of loving obedience to experience the fullness of these blessings that he's going to give them. And, uh, and so uh, that's the title of my message, The Blessing of Loving Obedience. The Blessings of Loving Obedience. And we need to obey God so that we can enter into the fullness of all that God has for us in our relationship with Him. So look with me at, the, at uh, verse 15. It says, If you love me, you will keep my commands, and I will ask the Father, and He will give you another counselor to be with you forever. He is the Spirit of truth. The world is unable to receive Him because it doesn't see Him or know Him. But you know Him. Because he remains with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I'm coming to you. In a little while, the world will no longer see me, but you will see me. Because I live, you will live too. On that day, you will know that I am in my Father. You are in me, and I am in you. The one who has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. And the one who loves me will be loved by my Father. I also will love him 
and will reveal or manifest myself to him. The blessings of loving obedience. What does God want us to see here in these scriptures? Well, first of all, he promises the fellowship of the Spirit when we lovingly obey Christ. The fellowship of the Spirit. He says, I will ask the Father, and he will give you another counselor, comforter, encourager. All those translations of that word would be, would be fitting. To be with you forever. Isn't that a great blessing? The word for counselor is, some, some of your translations may actually say paraclete. Uh, but it is, it is the word that is used to describe the Holy Spirit, which means he is called alongside us to minister to us and help us in life. And listen, I want to tell you, I could not do the, the Christian life without the Holy Spirit. I could not live the life God has called me to live. But I'm going to tell you, I couldn't enjoy the fellowship of the Lord the way I need to without the Holy Spirit either. And, and he enables us. You could pray and you could ask God to empower you through his Holy Spirit to live an obedient life, to love him in the way that he desires to be loved so that you can live out that lifestyle of obedience that he desires. And when you do, the fellowship of the Spirit will grow stronger in your life. Do you know... Jesus said, I've come that you might have life and have it abundantly. Are you having that abundant life? Could it be that one reason you're not experiencing the Spirit in the way that God desires for you to experience Him is that you're not walking in loving obedience to God? So critically important. Obedience. We don't earn our way to heaven. This is not a message about that. Heaven is a gift. We love him because he first loved us. And unless he loved us, listen, I wouldn't be obedient and neither would you. But praise God, he has redeemed us by his grace. He has filled us with his presence. He has empowered us with his hand so that we can live for him. God didn't just save you to give you fire insurance. He saved you to change you and empower you to live a kingdom life for him. And as you do, you will experience God's presence in your life. I don't remember where I saw this, but I was, uh, I was watching someone uh, online, and uh, they, they mentioned that you don't just need to know theology, you need to experience theology. And that just kind of, that kind of stuck with me. I thought, man, that's good. And I wrote that in my prayer. Did you know when I spend time praying for this congregation, I pray, God, would you help us to experience our theology? Do you know we, we don't have a dead Savior? We have a living Savior. He's alive. He's active. He's working. And he delights to fellowship with his people. So you have that great blessing, the fellowship of the Spirit. What will the Spirit do for you? Well, as you fellowship with Him, He'll change your character. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. Wouldn't that be great for your marriage? 
Wouldn't that be great for your family? Wouldn't that be great for this church? Wouldn't that be great in this community as people see Jesus Christ living out his life through us? The experience, the fellowship of the Spirit. That is an incredibly great blessing from God. So blessings of loving obedience, what are they? First of all, we see the fellowship of the Spirit. Secondly, we see the ministry of Jesus. I love this. He's told them he's going away, but look at verse 18. I will not leave you as orphans. I am coming to you. Verse 19, you will see me. Yes, they saw him in the the resurrection, but You will see me. Because I live, you will live too. What is he saying? I'm going to minister to you. I'm going to come to you. I'm going to help you. Praise God. The ministry of Jesus. You say, well, I thought Jesus was at the right hand of the Father. Yes, he is. But he is also in his divine nature. He's omnipresent. Can I tell you something? Wherever you are, Jesus can touch you. Jesus can minister to you. Jesus can help you. The ministry of Jesus. Listen, I'm not leaving you as orphans. I will come to you. Listen, if everybody else forsakes you in life, the psalmist says, if my father and mother forsake me, the Lord will take me up. Isn't that a wonderful truth? I will not leave you as orphans. I am coming to you. Maybe you're struggling in your workplace. Jesus says, I'm not leaving you as orphans. I'm going to come to you. I'm going to help you. Uh, Maybe you're struggling in your marriage. I'll not leave you as orphans. I am coming to you. Maybe you're struggling with raising your kids. I'll not leave you as orphans. I am coming to you. Maybe you're struggling in the ministry that God has called you to fulfill. I'll not leave you as orphans. I am coming to you. Jesus has not left. He says, I'll never leave you or forsake you. Isn't that a wonderful truth? Jesus who reigns in glory at the Father's right hand, whose brilliance is too great that the, the, the seraphim uh, have to cover up their eyes because of the great power of the glory of God as they stand before his presence. That same Jesus lives with you and ministers to you and helps you. I was watching... Um, uh, a fellow that uh, can't think of his name right off the top of my head. He, he uh, ministers in uh, evangelism explosion, and he was sharing about. He said, "Listen, you don't have to have fear in evangelism. Why? Because every time you go to share Christ, the Lord goes with you. Isn't that great? Jesus says, uh, He says, go make disciples of all nations, and lo, or behold, I am with you always.'" even to the end of the age. The ministry of Jesus. You know what I've found? When I've been broken, Jesus has come to minister to me. When I've needed encouragement, Jesus has come to minister to me. When I've struggled to know what to do, Jesus has come to minister to me. He is so faithful. I'm not leaving you as orphans. I am coming to you. And he's been doing it for 2,000 years.
Jesus' name. As we lovingly obey, Jesus ministers to us in a greater way. It said um, D.L. Moody was uh, experienced such a, 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 a gr- the great glory of God that he couldn't stand it. He had to say, Lord, stay your hand. I can't take it. It's too great. It's too wonderful. I, I can't take it. Stay your hand. I think most of us live in just a fraction. And all of us, we don't have the, full, the fullness of it yet because the Bible says we see through a glass darkly and one day we'll see face to face. Can you imagine how great heaven's going to be? <laughs> get, I get excited just thinking about that. But, but how much we miss because we don't make the choice to lovingly obey the Lord. How do you obey God? What you say, how you think, the attitudes you have, what you do, things we ought to do. Sometimes it's what you don't do. And you follow God in those things. You can can compare that to marriage. We used marriage as an illustration earlier. Does what you say make a difference to your spouse? Absolutely. How about what you do? Absolutely, okay, you do the wrong thing. Uh, you, you know, you, you'd be in the doghouse, right? So, what about your attitude? I love you, honey. Does that make a difference? You see, all those things, it, it, the spiritual relationship we have with God is like the physical relationship we have with our spouse. And so, as we take those steps to get ourselves, and, and we can't do it at our own strength, right? We need God's help. Praise God, He comes alongside us. We can say, Holy Spirit, quicken me. Strengthen me. Give me your ability. Uh, change my heart. Help me to love you the way you deserve to be loved. Help me to love my neighbor the way I need to love that, that person. Uh, and He will come alongside us, and He'll help us with that. Uh, he'll strengthen us for the, the steps of obedience that we need to take. Um, but as we o- make that choice to obey, God ministers to us in a greater way. So we have the fellowship of the Spirit. We have the ministry of Jesus in a greater way. This next one is awesome. Uh, we have the invitation of Jesus. The invitation of Jesus. Verse 20. On that day, you will know that I am in my Father... You are in me, and I am in you. Now, why I call this an invitation is this is the invitation that God makes to lost sinners to put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ. But it's also the invitation that God makes to his people. As you walk in loving obedience, you are invited into the fellowship of the Trinity. Did you know God didn't create us because he was lonely? God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit existed in eternity past. There was perfect fellowship between the members of the Trinity. Uh, I love the story of the transfiguration. Jesus is up on the mountain with uh, Peter, James, and John. And uh, the Shekinah glory cloud comes down. And uh, Jesus is there. Moses and Elijah appear. Whoo! 
hadn't seen them since a long time ago. And they're, they're talking with, uh, with Jesus there on the Mount of Transfiguration. And Peter, James, and John are terrified. And, uh, but they get to experience just a little taste of that heavenly fellowship. Finally, the cloud goes away, and Jesus says, hey, hey I'm here with you. It's just us. <laughs> you know, everything's okay. Uh, but they recognize who Jesus was. I've often thought, wouldn't it have been cool to be up there on that Mount of Transfiguration to see that, to see Jesus shine in his glory? It wasn't the full measure of his glory, or the disciples would have been toast. But, it, I mean, he was shining with glory. As a child of God, when you lovingly obey God, you are invited into the very throne room of heaven to fellowship with the Almighty. Jesus has used these phrases to describe his relationship with his Father. Jesus had perfect fellowship with the Father. He says, the Father's in me and I'm in him. And he, you know, he's discussed that multiple times throughout the book of John. Now he says, the Father is in me. And I am in you, and you are in me. He's saying, you are part of this fellowship. Doesn't that blow your mind? I mean, I have a hard time even wrapping my mind around that. It's, it's profound. But it's our heritage. Did you know I'm bought with the blood of Jesus Christ, and many of you are, who are gathered here today, and because of that, I've been clothed in the righteousness of Christ. I've been made fit for the presence of God. I've been adopted as his child. I've been invited. The Bible says that we uh, are seated at the right hand of the Father with Christ. I've been invited into holy places. I am in holy places. But as I choose to lovingly obey I enter more into that fellowship with God. I'm not really sure I know completely how to explain that. But it's wonderful. And none of us experience the fullness of it here. One day we will. Because Jesus is coming. In heaven will be great. I, I think, I'm, I'm so excited just thinking about it. Wow. So... The blessings of loving obedience, what are they? The fellowship of the Spirit, the ministry of Jesus, the invitation of Jesus, and finally the manifestation of Jesus. Look at verse 21. The one who has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. And the one who loves me will be loved by my Father. I also will love him and will reveal myself to him or manifest myself to him the manifestation of Jesus now if you're going through a tough time and you're struggling you're probably not going to go to the person that hates your guts to tell them about how you're feeling right you go to the person you trust you go to somebody that you love that you know loves you and has your best interest at heart. And then you share openly 
about what's going on. Some people may know you on a surface level, but it is the people that love you that know you on a deeper level. The same thing is true with God. When you lovingly obey Him, Jesus Christ reveals Himself to you. <laughs> he manifests Himself. Now, I believe that's a manifest presence, that we sense His presence. But I also think it is a revealing and an instruction of who He is. Some things we know, uh, we can learn, like you may, maybe you have heard about a family member or something that uh, you've never met before, and you, you've had somebody write you a letter about that family member, and you've read, oh, okay, this is what they, this person, perhaps maybe they like to fish, maybe they like to, uh, you know, uh, work uh, Sudoku puzzles or something like that, you know, and you can know some details about them. Perhaps they even send you a picture, and you see the person, you know something about them. But when you meet the person, you know them on a different level, don't you? If you grow in your relationship and that relationship gets deeper, you know them on even a greater level. And there are, are intangibles about a person that we pick up that we can't really learn about that person any other way than in relationship. This is what Jesus is saying. If you will lovingly obey me, I'm going to reveal all the wonder and the splendor of who I am to you. I'm going to reveal to you my heart for you. I'm going to reveal to you my delight in you. My purposes for you. And you'll learn what I'm like. <laughs> Isn't that wonderful? I want to tell you something. When I was... 11 years old, I knelt at an altar similar to this, and uh, we're struggling with the issue of repentance, and finally surrendered to the Lord Jesus Christ, and in that moment, the presence of God entered my life, and there have been ups and downs in my spiritual life. But can I tell you something? The presence of God is so sweet. It's so wonderful. And I wish, we've, we've been going out in the community telling people about Jesus. I wish I could open my heart and just show people what he's like. But you can't put it into words. There are some things I can say. But it won't do justice to who he is. That's how great he is. What he's saying is, if you will lovingly obey Christ, he will manifest himself to you on a whole new level. And you will know who he is, and you will know his heart, and you will know his purpose as never before. This is the heritage of God's people. Jesus died on a cross so you could experience his presence, but for other reasons too, to take care of the penalty of sin, praise God. But also to usher you into the presence of God. Don't you know that that has always been God's purpose? When God created Adam and Eve, the scripture says he walked with them in the cool of the day. He had fellowship with them. I, 
What would that have been like? Wouldn't that have been great to be a part of that time that they spent together there in the garden? That's what God desires for you. But loving obedience is the condition. These are promises, by the way. Promises. But they have conditions. Loving obedience. You say, well, <laughs> Pastor, I can never consistently, lovingly obey Christ. Join the club. Okay? <laughs> We're all sinners in need of a Savior. We all blow it, but we can confess our sin to God. And he'll, he'll forgive, uh, restore fellowship, and so forth. Uh, we can ask for the filling of the Holy Spirit. We can ask for God to change our heart and give us a heart of love for God and obedience like God desires. But you see, here's the thing. You have a supernatural helper who will help you grow in your walk with Christ. And as you make that choice to persevere, be stubborn, Okay? Now, your stubbornness won't, won't overcome sin. The Holy Spirit in you will. But be stubborn in your purpose is what I mean. Uh, choose. I am going to follow Christ come what may. I'm going to spend time with him every single day. Okay? I'm going to be in God's word. I'm going to pray. I'm going to be in the house of God. I'm going to seek him with all my heart as much as it lies within me. I will seek him. And if you will persist in that, whew, the future is going to be exciting for you. Because God will bend over backwards to come to you and to help you and to manifest himself to you as you seek him. That is his heart. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for sharing these promises with us, for letting us know that you have a purpose for us to walk in close fellowship with you and experience these blessings we've been talking about today. Father, help our hearts to be surrendered to you. Help us seek you with all our hearts, God. Help us persist in following hard after you. Help us learn how to walk in the power and the energy of the Holy Spirit so that we can respond to you and love you and obey you in the ways that you desire. And Lord, as we do, draw us close. And Lord, for those who are here today that don't know Jesus Christ, Lord, uh, let today be the day they surrender to you and put their trust in Jesus for eternal life.